Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. It's Thursday. Um, you know, it, it. here's what I want to say. Uh, let, let's just be honest. This is episode number 1048. And this episode is going to be a little fun. This is a little bit of a John Chapman concoction. Um, went through a whole bunch of emails, DMs, you know, Patreon messages, all that kind of stuff. And just, I went weird. I went weird. So uh, odds and ends, Q&A, random topics. We're going to be talking Pro Bowl. We're going to be talking Kyle Shanahan scripted plays. We're going to be talking Steve Wilkes and what the future looks like with him, compensation picks, you name it, it's on the table. And I could not be more excited. Like, you know, this year has been fun because, you know, I'm doing so many shows with Wayne, which is awesome. I'm doing shows with Steph, which is awesome. The number of, like, individual shows, it's kind of been relegated a little bit more to, you know, I don't know. It's a little bit more of a joint venture this year. I don't get to go off on my random tangents near as much, but today y'all getting the randomness, which I think are kind of one of my better things that I do. So uh, appreciate you guys. If you have something that you want to talk about, throw that up in the chat. Really, really excited about that. And on top of that, we got bonus. We're doing giveaways today, baby. Um, shout out to the man, JP hella hard. He is just one of the best human beings. I've had the wonderful opportunity crossing paths with had a successful surgery earlier this week which i'm very thankful for and he reached out and he's like man let's give away some uh tailgate packages to the division game so he puts on here congrats to whoever wins the two tailgates um and look here's what we got going on if you're coming out to the divisional game we're going to have two opportunities to win um some tickets to that this week we're going to be in the blue lot 40 dollars rush roadtrip.com right now we got early bird pricing uh, unlimited drinks full bar um you know full food catered giveaways trivia all that kind of stuff kids always free all that stuff but we're going to be giving away two of these throughout the show today so uh if you you know your 49ers and your trivia. Um, you're going to have the opportunity to win one of those. And so we'll be doing that dispersed throughout the show. Um, not going to start with those now. We'll, we'll let a couple people that may be late tune in. But shout out to the hashtag CC Countdown Crew. What's up, Steven? Mosquito Killer. Love it, man. This is awesome. We got a good crowd in here already. What's up, Grant? Grant A in the house. And yeah, more stuff right here. Mosquito Killer. Can't wait for the Zoom tonight. That's right, baby. There's no Thursday night football, which breaks my heart. But we are going to be hanging out tonight on Zoom. Um, we, we get an hour plus of us talking through, and this is my chance to hear from you. We're going to be going over all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so if you have joined our Patreon, that's available, the49ersrush.com. Those details are already out there. 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tonight. 
that's what we got going on. So hopefully you guys can join us. What's up, Big Papa? Appreciate you guys. So let's let's go ahead and dive in. Let's talk injuries. Let's talk this week what we got going on because it, it's a little it's a little crazy. How often do you get a game that doesn't really matter? Whenever you're the number one seed, you know, whenever they expanded the season to 18 weeks, 17 games, didn't really seem like these were going to be the way that it is. But the NFL, the majority of the NFL has regressed to the mean, the, the averages, right? You look at the NFC, and we'll talk more about this later on. Like, here, I'll, I'll put up the, what's up, Daryl? Appreciate you, man. Um, like, you got the 49ers, it's almost everybody else. Like, what's the difference between the Cowboys and the Eagles or the Lions? Like, there's just a bunch of mid-tier teams currently. And so if you look at the AFC and the NFC, they're kind of in the same ballpark with the Ravens and 49ers. The fact that they were able to kind of separate themselves by so much right off the bat is impressive. And so that's one of the things that's kind of crazy. Ooh, I like this 49ers rush road trip hashtag. I like that. It's a long one, but I appreciate it. Um, so let's let's dive in. Let's let Shanahan kind of open up our conversation. He had a long injury report. Now you got to understand there's injury reports, then there's week 18 games that don't mean diddly squat injury reports and that's this one. <clears throat> All right, uh injuries for today. Um Armstead won't practice, Christian McCaffrey won't practice, Ross Dwelly won't practice, John Feliciano won't um with back, Ambry um with surgery had Elijah Mitchell won't practice. He's sick. Um, Gibson um, has a quad. He won't practice. Jair Brown, knee, won't practice. Jawan Jennings and Jalen Moore are both limited um, um, with their concussions from a couple weeks ago. And um, Aaron Banks and Danny are full. Go ahead. Yeah, that's a lot. And shout out to the 49ers sound guy for uh, changing the volume mid-question. He's notorious. Usually I delete those. He does it once or twice a, a thing. He or she, I don't know who it is. I'm not trying to be like they're very good at their job. But usually I delete those clips. So I was like, man, I'm just going to let it go from now on. Like if they're going to keep doing that, that's on them. I'm going to put it out there. A lot of injuries. But there's restful injuries. Then there are injuries, if you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Eddie. says, you know, this year has been so awesome with this team. I keep echoing that as much as possible. Like this is a special freaking year. It's so special, and so we'll see. Hopefully, it just keeps going, and we get to keep doing this. But you know, whenever we're looking at all these injuries, good lord, let's let's focus on the positive. Number one, Juwan Jennings back practicing. Now he was limited yesterday, but he's that means he's in the final stage of concussion protocol, which he was in there for a little while. You had a short week, then a long week. They aired on the side of caution, thankfully, and you know you got to go through that with an independent person that clears you and so he's in the last one so that's huge because third downs just got easier so Juwan Jennings coming back that's great you know Chris Conley filled in rather well but I don't think he was targeted in the passing game Willie Sneed you know, the, the week before actually went poor uh, caused a couple you know ending of the drives but whatever you know that's over now you get Juwan Jennings back so not only the blocking the attitude the personality but you also got third downs third and Juwan which is what the 49ers have needed so I'm excited about that. Uh, very excited. You know, just in the last two weeks, you had a third down out route to Ronnie Bell. That wasn't a very good route. Ended the series. You had a, a quick sit-down route to Willie Sneed on third down. Ended the series. And so, you know, would Juwan Jennings have caught both those? I don't know. 
but it definitely sure as hell would have had a better opportunity to do so. So excited about that. Very excited about that. Um, oh, what's up right here? This is freaking awesome. Talk about a good show. Raphael562 um, has become a new YouTube member. That is gigantic. Raphael, I want to say thank you so much. Uh means a lot. And if you want to support us, it's just an extra way to you know highlight your comments that way i can see them a little bit more and it's just a way to support support the community those things so i want to say thank you rafael you are the absolute best uh thank you so freaking much um that is gigantic on our end so thank you my friend um i love all the cc still coming in what's up will here we go let's talk um ray ray mcleod because i think this is huge too you guys have heard me from the beginning talk about I do not want a rookie punt returner. That scares the living bejesus out of me, and it has. You know, my life expectancy has turned down <laughs> um, since number 10 has been back there returning punts. And I love Ronnie Bell, and I hope he's a part of this team for a very long time, and I would not mind him returning punts in the future. I just don't believe in rookies getting that job. That's just my own personal preference, whatever else. But now Ray Ray McLeod is fully practicing, fully which means no more number 10. Thank the Lord. On top of that, now you have depth behind Debo. Ronnie Bell can play that better than anybody else. And so you got Ronnie Bell. Now he's backing up. Ronnie Bell's just backing up Ayuk, which is where he should be. You got Ray Ray McLeod just backing up Debo. And then you've got the slot with Juwan Jennings now there. And his backup is going to be on the practice squad. Chris Conley, who's you know sometimes up, sometimes down. We'll see what happens with that. Oh, man, I, I freaking love it. Just the fact that the 49ers continue to add depth. Depth is key. Depth is key. Um, on top of that, Aaron Banks, he's back fully practicing with Feliciano out. Now we're back to the Burford Banks, uh, you know, guards, which, you know, it's just kind of been a three-man rotation at those guard positions. No doubt about it. John Feliciano's the absolute best. It's not even close. He has had a hell of a year. Um, he has had an absolute hell of the year. Uh, so excited about that. But now Banks gets back, gets some snaps. Me personally, I think the best and most consistent is a healthy Banks on the left and a Feliciano on the right. But you got to get him healthy. If Banks is not healthy, you look at his past month of the year, some of the worst play he's had of his entire career. It's only been two years. But still, if he's healthy, and hopefully in this bye week, he's, he's going to be starting this week. He's going to play a lot of snaps this week. But if Banks can get healthy, the best five is probably Banks on the left. I might. The best five offensive linemen, in my opinion, would be Banks on the left, Burford on the right guard, and Feliciano at center. I know he's not that great at center. I'm not the biggest Brindle guy. I know that he got named Pro Bowl alternative. We're going to talk about that alternate. That's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Um, not that I dislike Brindle. I just don't think he's that good. Um, he has good games, and this last one was a great game. And so that was huge. But no, nah, just no. Center's a rough position in the NFL. The continuity is huge and all those things. But you look at the amount of drives that are ended because of number 64 out there. Ah, it's consistent. It is consistent. You go fourth and one on the goal line, and you don't block anybody as a center. How the hell is that possible? But I do like him. I like him for his contract but I'm not sure that's our best five. I know Kyle and I know, you know, Forrester don't see it that way, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, all right, let's talk. You know, we get all these things right here, Vince, right? Get healthy, get ready. I love all these things. And 
you talk about what it looks like getting your players rested and all that stuff. It's hard. It's not. And Kyle Shanahan, this is one of my favorite clips that just happened yesterday from Kyle Shanahan press conference. It's a longer clip. Okay. So it's over a minute, but they asked about like how to rest players. And the only player that he is resting is Brock Purdy. He said, Brock Purdy's out. He's already out. But listen to him go through the numbers. So if you want to understand what it's like resting players in the NFL, pay attention to this. Longer clip, but really freaking good. Explain to everyone that it's not an option, and you explain to them why so they get that. And it's pretty easy to understand when you got to dress 48 people so you only can pick five, and you have more than five guys injured. Um, so I already... The guys who are injured are already not playing. Um, so how many other guys you get to pick? I can pick two up from practice squad, um, but that's all. So unless we start cutting a bunch of players, um, there's no other option. Uh, so guys got to be in uniform. They got to be ready to go. Um, it's nice with Brock because he can still be in a uniform and not count because he can be the third quarterback, which that happened we'll decide whether to put him in uniform or not so you could go in and hand it off if that happened but um you just got to explain it to the guys and also um it's you know you work hard to get a, a, a off week in this league uh, i think off week helps a lot of people especially if you handle it the right way and stuff and just this time of year and uh, allows guys to get a little fresher and stuff which what you don't want is two off weeks um, no one gets two by weeks, and we earned ours next week. We just didn't know we were going to do it already. Um, so we got to make sure we get something out of this week. And we've been in this situation before where we earned a bye week. It was in 2019. But we didn't know we earned that until about 8.30 at night on the last play of the game versus Seattle. Um, it was the first time it hit us when the play before that, we might have been playing that Saturday. So we were very thankful we earned it that. We need that rest, and we got it that week. Um, Yes, we're in that situation, but we already know we're there. And so that's why guys' minds got to be right this week. You know, two bye weeks isn't good for anybody. And that's why this isn't one. And I know all these questions. Those are things you first think of. I do because I didn't expect to know this Sunday night coming back on the plane. But once you do sit and the reality hits and you think about it, you look at how a 53-man roster works with 48 guys and only allowed two practice squad flexes, you realize, one, it's impossible, but two, it's um, also not the best thing for the team. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There we go. There we go. And so the numbers are just weird. The numbers are just weird. Like you can't just tell players you have to dress that many. You have to. And so they got to go through it. Now, maybe they don't all play or they just play a little bit. But the idea of resting so many players, if you're injured, you can rest. Cool. But you still got to play. You still got to play. Special teams, you still got to play. You got to put people out there. And so it's hard. It's very difficult total line. And so this idea of just resting everybody this week ain't going to happen. You rest some. And if you look at, like, the Rams, they already said these guys aren't playing. They named their five guys. You can pick five. You have 53 men on your active roster. You have to dress 46. That's it. The third quarterback, that that takes one of those away. And it's That's it. That's all you can do. JP says, we need Eric Armstead back. I'm huge on that, man. Flynn, what's up, man? He says, watch it from Hawaii, family vacation. That's what's up. Aloha, my friend. 
Uh, I think I said that correctly. Um, oh, Peachy, appreciate you being here. Uh, love it, love it, love it. Daryl says, will we see Robert Bill Jr. maybe the next D Ford? Man, the prototype fits, Daryl, 100%. Josh is somewhere out there watching this, and that's his guy. He helps with a lot of the 49ers rush stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, Robert Bill Jr., number 51. I want to see him out there getting 30 snaps this game. Now, my problem with Robert Bill, he's played small sample size. His first, second play are all out. He runs out of gas. He's not in shape yet. Coming back through all the things, like, not saying you got to take plays off, but it's just like if you're just going to be a two-play guy and then you're done, that's something he's got to work on. That's something he just has to work on. Um, right here, Sean, this is a good game for Sam Darnold. You're right. And all our depth, great window uh, into what we need to make tough decisions. Yeah, Sam Darnold's last year, you know, he's a one-year contract guy. This game is so huge for him. What he could prove to other teams, does he stick around? Does he take a friendly deal? Whatever else. But also, if an injury happens to Brock, and that's what Kyle said. Kyle said, you know, the press, I didn't cut this clip. He says, we're telling the team, you know, practice Wednesday. That's a walkthrough. That was yesterday. Half speed, you know, whatever. It's it's not a walkthrough. It's half speed. Thursdays, you're all out practice. And he said, you know, we're going to split that. Half of it's going to Brock. So Brock's practicing today. Half of the practice, Sam Darnold's getting the other half with the ones, which usually doesn't happen. And Kyle said that he's telling the team, we're acting like Brock Purdy got injured on the first play. That's what this game's going to be like. So Sam Darnold comes in, Brock got injured, and you get to see that because you're going to get to see Sam Darnold with a lot of the studs. You know, how much Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and Trent play, I don't know. But they'll be out there some. They'll probably be out there some. So uh, this is going to be huge. There's no doubt about it. Just a nice dress rehearsal into seeing what the backups have and what that's going to look like. Now, okay, before we jump to some more stuff, let's do a giveaway. Shout out to my man, JP Hellahard. Um, This is for a tailgate package to... Come party with us in the divisional game. Whether you're going to the game or not, we're going to try to set it up where the TVs stay up outside so you guys can watch the game outside and all that stuff, and we'll have drinks and food and all that. Um, that's going to be there. Now, if you've never made it to one of our home tailgate tailgates, here's what they're like. Going to 49ers games is awesome, but what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go see the full list of all 12 games, both home and away, that we will be working on. And remember, every single event we do is family-friendly. Not only family-friendly, kids get in free. Uh, 17 and under with the ticketed adult, they get in for free. Um, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you guys a trivia question. The first one to answer it gets it correct. Now, here's what i got to be honest. If you're not going to plan on coming to the divisional game, I'm going to ask you not to participate in this trivia, so that way we can get it to somebody that is going to be there, okay? So um, the first one to answer this one in my chat, now again, I always have to put this disclaimer out there, not everybody's chat goes in the same order. This is the live comment section on YouTube, which filters in Twitter, Facebook, everything. What you see is not what I see. So just because yours is first doesn't mean it's first on mine. We have to go off of what's first on mine because mine's streaming to multiple platforms. Um, so here's the question. Here we go. The 49ers retired this number for which player? 
Okay, first one to answer correctly gets uh, gets it right. Number 12, the 49ers retired jersey number 12 for which player? The first person to answer correctly gets a free tailgate package uh, to come out party with us. If you don't win this and you do want to come with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com is where that is. Jersey number 12 was retired for which player? Uh, we'll wait for a couple answers to come in. I love it. There's a little bit of a delay on my end, but uh, there we go. There we go. We're getting some of the answers come in. I love it. Appreciate everybody. Corey, my man, he says, John, salute. Happy New Year's. Go Niners. Uh, just lost a friend of mine today. His name is Angel. Please keep him in prayer. Sorry for the bad news. Hey, good news, bad news. We do it together, Corey. And, you know, I know you um, do a lot with the military and all those things. And I just want to say uh, we're with you, my brother. Um, and I'm sorry for your loss. Angel and his family and all of his loved ones, whether that's a him or her, I'm sorry. Um, just want to say we're with you guys. Uh, we celebrate and we grieve together. That's what communities are about. So sorry to hear that, Corey. But uh, just know you guys are loved and we are with you guys. Um, no, the answer to the trivia question right here. First correct answer, even though spelled wrong. I don't mind that. I, spelling's not my jam. SF 49ers fanatic. Um, congratulations. The answer is John Brody. And so we've got one question for the old hats. We'll do another question here in a little bit for uh, people a little more up to date with recent 49ers trivia. But what I need you to do is email me 49ers rush podcast at gmail.com. And also got to make sure SF 49ers fanatic, you're going to be at the game. Cause if you're not going to be at the game, let me give it to somebody that will. Uh, but congratulations. Um, oh, here we go right here. I don't live in the U S if I'm first, give it to somebody else. There we go. Uh, next up is Agorist. U uh, U L I got it. Correct. So Agorist, the ticket will transfer to you. That's right. Big Papa. He's in third place. He's already coming to the tailgate. I love it. And I love that everybody else got these answers correct. That is absolutely awesome. So um, real quick, Agoras, make sure you reach out to me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. We will take care of that. That's what's up. Arid, I love Arid. Look at this. The faithful, the real 12th man. 12 was retired by Seattle once they finally reached a fan base of 12 people. My two least favorite teams in all of the world are the Seattle Seahawks and the damn Texas Aggies. I can't stand them. I, I hate them. And they both like celebrate this 12. And it's like, what the hell, man? Like, ah, uh, just, just no, just no, just no. Right here. Agoras Wow. Yes, we'll definitely be there. Reach out to me. Excited about that. Uh, right here. Ed says, I knew the answer, but I've already won two shirts. Uh, not right for me. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Ed always knows his stuff. There's no doubt about it. So, Awesome. We'll be doing another giveaway here in a little bit. I want to get to this question from Russ. Yeah, he emailed me, and I thought it was really, really cool. So I did a little bit of a deep dive into this. Here's his question. Russ says, you know, regarding coaches scripting the first 15 plays or so, suppose you get an explosive touchdown on the sixth play. On the next offensive possession, do you go back to that play since it worked, or do you just keep proceeding? Um, all that different stuff, you know, how, how do you plan all this stuff out? So I went through and found some sample scripts, some blank ones, because I went through some of my old sample scripts that I would go through my play call sheets. They're confusing because of the different terminology and whatever else. And I didn't like it. So I tried finding some blank ones online. So, so let's talk through. Let's talk through this because I, I think this is fun. This is an example. And again, I'm going to do my best to explain this for the non-video uh, people watching this. But if you are on YouTube, you can kind of see what this looks like. Now, 
I tried to find the most simple, basic one just for description purposes. Kyle Shanahan doesn't use this exact same format. But whenever you script out plays, a lot of times you'll script out, okay, 1 through 20. Kyle Shanahan does first 20 plays, first half, first 20 plays, second half. You usually do that before you take the field, right? Definitely for the first half. Sometimes you'll adjust in the second half, but you have those plays scripted. Like Steve Sarkeesian at Longhorns, he scripts 40 plays. Like he's a he's he's a madman. But what happens is you don't call one through 20. That's not the way it goes. Because where the ball is on the hash, the down and distance, all of that changes. So even though it's scripted, you kind of filter these out. So you have your 1 through 20 scripted plays, but you don't just call 1 through 20. So like this shows, you have your scripted plays, that's the first box. Underneath that is, well, if it's on the left hash and it's second and short, okay, second and, you know, four yards or less, sometimes people have three yards or less, there are certain plays that you will call. And that will change based on a team you're playing. Do they blitz a lot on second and short? Do they play man a lot? Do they play zone a lot? So what you build in is how you're going to handle that. So even though it's second and short and you're on play two, you might skip your play two or just not go to it, and you'll jump down to, okay, I got a second and short left hash play that I really like this week because I know whenever we do this, they slant their defensive linemen to the, the boundary side and they rotate their safety over the top to the you know side to the short side of the field. So lots of different things you can do that. Then if that converts, then you go back to your second scripted play. And then other things too, is it a second and long? Do you get a sack? Is there a false start? Because you don't want to run your second play if it's second and 13. That's a different play. So what you'll do is you'll flip over your, your page and you'll say, okay, where's my second and long play? Now, if we take this just a little bit further, and again, if you look at those scripted sheets, there's about 40 categories of plays, and it gets more advanced, and every coach likes different things to be highlighted. So, for example, like this is what I would always have a, an example on the back of mine was I would have players highlighted. Um, this script here says playmaker play. So I would have five plays that I want to get to IU throughout the game. I would have playmaker two, that's Debo. Playmaker three, that's Kittle or CMC or whomever. And it's like, look, I want to get these plays to them. A wide leak play to Kittle. At some point, I'm doing a play action rollout, you know, wide leak to Kittle on the backside. But I've got to wait till I'm on the right hash so that I could give him all the space and all the field on the you know left side of the field and things like that. Also, you're going to have your cover beaters. Okay, if they're running too high, and we know they run too high every single time. It's third and long. We know they do that. These are our three plays against a cover two. These are our man cover one beaters. These are our cover three. These are our quarters beaters. And so you've got these all laid out. So that those are examples. Again, just examples of scripts that you'll use throughout the thing. Now, Russ's question was, why don't we go back two plays? Shanahan, don't do that. <laughs> that it's just not what he does. Now, he'll use similar concepts, won't use similar plays. Ah, no. For example, okay, just finished the second half breakdown of the Commanders game. CMC goes out. You bring in Elijah Mitchell, and he just starts attacking A-gaps. I mean, I think we had seven runs straight up the A-gap with Elijah Mitchell in the third quarter alone. Seven runs. And that's 
that's crazy. That's Shanahan crazy. He never does that. But it was working, and so he does the same type of read, the same type of block, but from different personnel, different motions, different sets, different situations. You, you see what I'm saying? So Shanahan's not a guy that's just going to rinse and repeat. That's just really not. I, I wish that he would. D it's not what he does. He'll run the same route concepts, a dagger concept, where the number two wide receiver just runs straight up the field in a clear out route. He has to occupy the nickel or linebacker in the safety. That's the whole goal there. And then you'll have, you know, a deep in cut right off of that clear out route. So, so for example, you got two wide receivers to the right side. Okay. Debo's all the way outside. He's your one. And then Ayuk is number two, just inside. But he, they do it from a stack. They do it from a slot. They do it from a motion. They do it from everything. The number two, the inside wide receiver, just runs straight up the field. Debo does it. Ayuk does it. A lot of times they'll do it with Jawan Jennings, who's not even a threat. They'll do it with everybody. Then the outside wide receiver will do a 12 and in. So he's going to press for 12 yards, which at the 14-yard line, that's usually the breaking point for corners in the cover three, cover two quarters concept. That's where they will pass off certain routes or stay with. So a 12-yard, and he'll cut under the number two, right? So he'll run that wide route concept seven times, but it's all different plays. Sometimes it's the first read. Sometimes it's the second read. Sometimes it's not a read at all. Um, so, so, Russ, to your question, yeah, this is one of the things that I really wish Shanahan would do more of. It's just not who he is. Um, Shanahan has so much that he wants to get to. And my favorite thing about Kyle Shanahan, this is my favorite thing about Shanahan. Everything is built on top of each other. So if this play works, that's going to open up this other play later. It's the ultimate, everything's woven together. Shanahan does not have a play in his playbook. That is just one solid play that stands alone. Nope. Everything is, well, they go with the flat defender here off this motion. Therefore, we're going to run a counter play, run play there. We're going to run an attack play there. We're going to run a screen play off that. And we're going to run a, a route concept off of the outside linebacker that is trailing or going too quick to their flat responsibility. Does that make sense? So every like that's the difference between Kellen Moore, who's a very good play caller, and Kyle Shanahan, who weaves everything together, all of it. Everything is connected. This play affects 10 other plays that will be called today. And that's why it's so hard to defend Kyle Shanahan wherever the hell he goes. And it's the same way with Papa Shanahan. It's not like it's a new thing. Um, and so, yeah, it, like that. It, it's interesting the way that it looks. So I, I hope that this is making sense. I know I got way behind on comments. Uh, <laughs> so let's see here before I jump to another one right here. JP, uh, congratulating Agorist. I freaking love it. Um, let's see here right here. Applesauce. Love the question. Big Papa. Teach me. This is awesome. Yeah. Right here. He says, teacher John is back. Class has started. Yeah. I knew I was going to have fun today, man. Um, smoking Niner guy. What's up guys. David says this is great chart. Uh, coach Chapman is in session. You know, I wanted to show, I got out my old playbooks and stuff and they're a mess. I didn't run any of these concepts. Um, so like we were a different thing, South Dallas, it's spread and it's zone read, man. Like that's just the way that it is. And shout out to Duncanville again, winning the state championship back-to-back -back years in Texas, uh, largest division in the state back-to-back, -back, which is awesome. Uh, I love it. Now right here, Johnny says, you know, how do defenses script plays? Very good. You have a lot of it's based off of tendencies, right? So being a defensive coach is largely 
somewhat reactionary. And a lot of defensive coaches don't like to use that terminology because they want to go to the hardcores. Think about every defensive coordinator press conference or anytime a team hires a defensive coordinator, a new one or changes, they always do the same thing. It's Robert Sala. It's D'Amico. It's, Oh, we're going to be an attacking defense. We're going to predicate what the offense does. All gas, no breaks. Attack, attack, attack. We're going to get pressure and force turnover. Right? It's like a, it's like a bingo word salad that defensive coaches have to use. However, at the the base concept of defense is how did the offense line up? How do we respond to that? All right. How do we? If they're doing a three by one set. Okay, which means three wide receivers or three eligibles to the offensive right, defensive left side, one to the back end. How do you stop that number one guy? That's the NFL's number one thing right now is three by one sets. Has been for about three years. You put three eligibles on one side, Brandon Ayuk's by himself on the on the defensive right, offensive left side. Do you attribute two guys to that? Because if you do, your run game's going to be rough. Do you put your best corner over there? Do you rotate corners? It's reactionary, right? So for a defensive script, I would always start with, and I I hate, I don't like Bill Belichick. I can't stand him. Um, but he is very, very good at the way that he looks at games. And I love this. What's the offense's number one goal? Who's their playmaker? What is the one thing that makes it go? Right? If I'm playing the Eagles, it's AJ Brown. You know what I'm saying? If I play it, you know fill in the blank. It doesn't matter. Whatever their number one thing is, DK Metcalf, or if it's a tight end, Travis Kelsey, or if it's a running back, Christian McCaffrey, whatever. I am going to stop the number one thing they do. Steve Wilkes does not do this. That's not what Steve Wilkes does. So for Steve Wilkes, his play script will look like this. What are our base packages? If our base packages aren't working, how do we take advantage of certain things? All right, if we're going to blitz, when can we blitz and not lose? That's what Steve Wilkes, his number one thing is, you know, limit explosive plays. That's what Steve Wilkes wants to do, limit explosive plays. Number two is turnovers. So you've got different things where you could do some blitz packages from certain formations or second and three or whatever. Okay, second and three, they don't play action or boot. Therefore, we know we don't have to maintain quarterback edge responsibility against this team when it's second and short in the right half. They got an immobile quarterback. They never boot them to the left. That's a tendency breaker. You get that from your coaching staff and all your quality assistants, and you can build off those things. But – when can we run quarters? When can we run third? When can we run cover six? When's the best time to bring five, bring six, bring seven? Do we need any zero pressures this week? No, we don't. Okay, cool. When they motion him across, he's running these routes. That's what the defensive script will look like. And again, sticking with Steve Wilkes, one of my favorite things about Wilkes, and I love Steve Wilkes. Like, I hope you guys understand he's my favorite defensive coordinator we've had in the past seven years. And I do put him above Sala. I do put him above D'Amico. I understand that we have a better defensive personnel now. But my favorite thing in a defensive coordinator is adjustments. First quarter, Steve Wilkes goes out there, runs our basic stuff. Basic. We stick to what we do. We run our defense, and we're going to see how they attack it. Comes out at halftime, adjusts, change everything up to make sure it works, and it does. We have given up the fewest points in the fourth quarter of any team in the NFL. I freaking love Steve Wilkes, man. Um, so the end, let, let, let's jump to this now. I was going to talk about this later. The um, 
NFLPA did an anonymous survey, right? This is all the NFL players where they have them vote on top five offensive coordinators, not coaches, top five defensive coordinators, not coach, not head coaches, and top five special teams coordinators, not coaches. Well, 49ers don't really have an OC, so we don't get votes there. But Steve Wilkes came in at number two, number two from the players across the NFL on who their favorite defensive coordinator is. Aaron Glenn was one, Steve Wilkes two, Dan Quinn three, four, Brian Flores, five, Raheem Morris. Now, this is a testament to how much the players like this dude. He's incredible. He's so solid. He's been around the NFL for a while. He treats people with respect. I freaking love Steve Wilkes. This scared me a little bit because it does mean there's a possibility that he would leave. Now, I do not think that he leaves this year. I do believe the 49ers will keep Steve Wilkes for at least another year. I hope we keep him forever. I really do. I understand that if he gets hired, you know, he is a minority. He, we, the 49ers would receive two third-round comp picks. I don't want him. I want Steve Wilkes. I want this dude to stay. He's running a new system for the first time. He's never coached in this type of scheme. And it's already working wonders. I mean, I freaking love Steve Wilkes, man. Um, I, I'm pretty excited just about all the things that he has brought um, to this team. And I, I don't know, man. I freaking love it. Uh, I really, really do. Uh, right here, John understands football and coaches so well. Yeah, I mean, that was my career. You know, 10-plus years, That that's all I did. That's what I was planning on doing for the rest of my life. And, you know, for the people that don't know, wife and I became uh, foster parents, and we were able to adopt those boys. Those are my two boys now. If you've been to any of the home tailgates, you've seen Michael, my youngest. He's 15, out there uh, selling tickets and helping, you know, with whatever else. And so whenever we became foster parents, both my kiddos were crazy. They both got expelled the first year. And, you know, being in Texas, I had a couch in my damn office. I was sleeping in my office two nights a week, minimum during the season. I mean, 90-hour workloads were pretty standard. Going through film, game plans, all that stuff. Like, it's a lot. Plus, you're teaching a full load in Texas, all that stuff. So, like, it was just a lot. Uh, and priorities changed. That's what led to this podcast. Whenever I had to walk away from coaching uh, to give the kids what they needed, it was hard. And I was like, man, how do you go from, like, I'm coach. Like, that's who I am, right? You go to the store. It's like, hey, coach. Hey, like, that's just who I was. That was my identity, my career. Lost that. Um, and I miss a lot of it. But I don't think I'd ever go back. Um, definitely had to go from no kids to learning what my priorities are. And 90-hour work weeks, I just, man, wait, I, I will never. <laughs> I will never go back to that. Um, will, he says, I think Jim Swartz is a top defensive coordinator. He's incredible. He's rough to work with, though. You talk about people and what he's done across. Like, Jim Swartz is Jim Swartz. Uh, ask Jim Harbaugh, all right? What's your deal? What's your deal? Um, handshakes and all. Like, Jim Swartz, he's a tough guy. And so I, I think that's. Well, you know, whatever. Uh, right here, Big Papa says, who cares about comp picks? We need to keep this man. I think we keep Wilkes for a while. I don't think you can keep him forever. If he wants to be a head coach again, he will probably have that opportunity with what he's doing. The adjustments, man, that's second to none, right? Again, my one of my favorite things about offensive coordinators, I said it earlier, plays that build off each other, that counter off of each other. So if you stop my bread and butter outside zone, that's great. 
Stop outside zone. Well, we're going to hit you with the toss cutback. So you're over pursuing and you cut off outside zone. We're going to make a play that looks exactly like outside zone. We're going to outside toss to Debo, but he's going to plant and hit that backside A gap or B gap. Well, guess what? You just over pursued. It builds off each other. That's my favorite thing with offensive coordinators. Favorite thing with defensive coordinators, adjustments. Through the first half of the play, you get 30 plays or so, and you get to see what the offense is trying to do and take advantage of. You come in and out of halftime. You make your adjustments on the board with your personnel, with your coaches. You come back out. Hey, you want to know if a good defensive coordinator, you look at points and yards per game first half versus second half. That'll tell you all you need to know. A lot of it's Jimmy and Joe's, right? The saying is, do you win with X's and O's or Jimmy and Joe's? It's both. But you can't determine your Jimmy and Joe's anymore. You got your guys out there. So you show me who shuts them down in the second half. That's X's and O's. You know what I'm saying? And Steve Wilkes is better at that than anybody in the NFL currently. And so I love that, man. Um, and yeah, Bobo right here. I bet Carolina regrets not hiring Steve Wilkes as their head coach. Uh, yeah, I've never been a Frank Reich fan. I don't think that his play calling or leadership is good. I watched the trade and all the stuff with him and Carson Wentz who were playing this week. And like you just see him interact and talk to the press and all those things. And I'm just like, dude, this dude's not a head coach. Amazing play caller. Amazing quarterbacks coach. Great, great, great. I would not want that dude to be a leader of anything that I've been around personally. And then you look at Carolina and yeah, leadership problem. Look at their owner throwing water on fans, dumb trades. It just It's what happens when you have leadership that doesn't know what they're doing, and the 49ers have experienced that. You know, Shout out to the current 49ers ownership and getting the hell out of the way. Find guys that will do it and just leave them the hell alone. That's the way to do it. Um, Ed says, D'Amico is my favorite, but now it's Wilkes after watching it. I freaking love it. Uh, JP, what's up, man? Appreciate you, brother. Uh, Snoopy in the house. Appreciate you. He says, doesn't, uh, David says, doesn't Wilkes need to be with the team for two years? Yes. So if Wilkes got hired this year, the 49ers would not receive a comp pick at all because you have to be with that team for two years. Very good, David, before you get hired away. I don't think he'll get hired away this year. I really, really don't. Um, Ed says, you know, I absolutely love Wilkes down on the field with the guys giving the play. Their props is incredible. He's a fun guy, man. He's a fun guy. Uh, no doubt about that. Uh, right here, Eric says, we were just a dominant team in the second half last year, too. Yeah, we've been great. We've been great. Last year was great. This year was great. Uh, always got to have injuries and whatever else, but I'm very, very happy. I will say the NFL has a lot better defenses this year. If you're looking at, like, okay, who's the best defense? Last year was the 49ers, and there was no competition. This year, you've got the Ravens. you got the Browns. you got the 49ers. Like, You've got some good defenses out there. Lions have been up there. Miami's had some weeks or months when they were up there. But there's like, for the best defense, like there's a lot of quality defenses this year. Uh, I think the Browns are the best. Ravens up there, 49ers up there. I think those three are probably in a tier of their own. Hey, Faithful. Are you facing challenges getting new clients for your business? Power Brand Systems is changing the game for many businesses like yours. Score touchdowns worth of quality leads with their innovative online marketing tools. And also, I got to say this. The owner is part of the faithful, close friend of mine. He helped build the 49ersrush.com, which is feeding my family. 
Whether you're aiming to skyrocket your business visibility with high converting ads, stand out on Google searches, or gather five-star reviews, Power Brand Systems has got your back. And my favorite thing about what they do, they have a social media planner feature that's a true game changer. I've been using it post flow effortlessly across various social media accounts. You won't find this level of convenience anywhere else. And on top of that, you can try it for 14 days completely risk-free. Visit powerbrandsystems.com slash john j-o-h-n that's powerbrandsystems.com slash john to get started today because let's face it when it comes to boosting your business why make it complicated keep it simple keep it smart here's to your unstoppable success um so yeah that, that's huge right here big papa could wilkes move time um, have been to plan training i don't understand that question big papa i'm sorry i'm not smart enough to figure that out uh, sorry, that's that's on me, not on you. Um, all right, here we go. Let's go to. Let's get to another question. All right, let let's do this. Let let's talk Pro Bowl because we haven't got to that yet. I thought I would get to there sooner. The 49ers dominated the Pro Bowl. Um, here I'll, I'll put this up right here. Shout out to the legend that is Coach Yak. He's one of the best Twitter Instagram followers out there. Great guy, puts out great content. Um, he, he put out the Pro Bowl list that I saw first, so I wanted to highlight that. The 49ers got nine Pro Bowls that are first or second team, right? So nine's a considerable number. It's the most in the NFL. On top of that, here we go. Let's just go through them. Quarterback Brock Purdy, number one vote getter in the entire NFL for any position, which how beautiful is that? Constantly put into perspective, we weren't sure this kid was going to play to start the year. We weren't even sure. You remember people talking about Sam Darnold, Trey Lance? You remember those? Look where we are now, right? What's the Paul Rudd meme, right? Look at us now. Look at us now. Brock Purdy goes from, is he going to be able to play at all? Can he ever rebound from this surgery? Was he just a flash in the pan to the number one vote getter in the NFL? Ah, number two vote getter, same team, Christian McCaffrey. That speaks for himself. Offensive player of the year. He's already won it as far as I'm concerned. Kyle Juszczyk, his eighth Pro Bowl. George Kittle, Trent Williams, his 11th. Dang, 11 Pro Bowls. Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Fred Warner, and Charvarius freaking Ward. I love it. This team is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, if we look at this, and shout out to my man Jason um, over at 49erscap.com, he put together some of the incentives that were built into different contracts and how that affects money. I like money because I want my players to get money. It's always a good thing. So Brock will see his base salary escalate to the second round tender level in 2025. That's the last year um, of his deal. Now, it's not going to hit that because you'll extend him after next year. You cannot extend Brock Purdy until the conclusion of the 2024 season, Super Bowl, everything. So Brock can't get a new contract. The new CBA prohibits that until the third year is completed. This is his second year. 2024 will be his third year. Um, but anyway, he'll be extended at that time. Probably won't even affect this tender thing. But Charvarius Ward, shout out to my main man, Mooney Ward. He gets a $250,000 incentive bonus on being named to the Pro Bowl. Now, if he gets named to the All-Pro, which he sure as hell should, he'll get another $250,000.
that's gigantic for a guy that was an undrafted free agent, fought his way through two teams, you know, signed with the Cowboys, got traded from the Cowboys to the Chiefs, earned his starting job, started four years there, came to us. He's been incredible. He's definitely a top three corner in the NFL right now. Um, the, the interceptions were the only thing missing, and he finally caught up with those. Now, the alternatives, uh, alternates, sorry, we got a lot of them. Good Lord. Um, Brandon Ayuk, huge Pro Bowl snut. He should have been a Pro Bowler, but that's okay. Uh, Eric Armstead, Aaron Banks, Jake Brindle, sure as hell should not been an alternate, but that's okay. Oren Burke, special teams. Dre Greenlaw, that's my number one snub. I think Ayuk and Greenlaw both should have been Pro Bowlers, but when you have so many from a team, we have the most, it's hard to have 11. Like, that's just difficult. Demo, Worthy, Colton McKivitz, no. <laughs> I like Colton McKivitz, but no. Tabor Pepper, I think it had his best year this year. Last year, I thought was his worst year. Uh, Tabor's been pretty good. Debo, yeah, uh, great year, but missed some time. Mish Wisnowski, I thought that was a snub. He should have been the Pro Bowl punter, um, but there's a couple good punters. And Chase Young, I don't think he belongs on this list personally. Um, but, like, if, if we look at all those, you know, names and we tally them up, good Lord, that's 22. 18 of, I'm sorry, we have 18, right? So you look, sorry, sorry, let me start back over. Sorry, I messed up with my notes. We have nine total starters in the Pro Bowl. We have 12 alternates, all right? Three of those are special teamers, Burks, Mitch, Tabor. So you, you subtract that down. That's 18 offense and defensive Pro Bowlers or alternates. There's only 22 starters. We have 18 out of 22 it's incredible. That means only four of our offense or defensive starters didn't make the Pro Bowl or alternate. Only four. It's crazy. You put that into perspective with when Kyle Shanahan came in and John Lynch came in. In 2016, the 49ers had zero Pro Bowlers. Zero. None. <laughs> it's come a long ways, man. Um, and again, you look across the NFL. We have the most four teams in the NFL had zero pro bowlers this year. Four teams. You had the Packers, which is crazy because they're probably going to be a playoff team. You have the Patriots. They're horrible. You have the Panthers. They're horrible. And you have the Commanders. They traded away there, guys. We have enough to give each one of those four teams two pro bowlers of our own and still have one left over. This roster, whoo. This roster is pretty damn special. Uh, I know that's my word. I apologize. Um, now, hopefully you guys have been betting with us and supporting our sponsor, MyBookie. If you haven't yet, we got a chance to go get some free money. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests, for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or, this is pretty fun, I love this, you can bet for the fences um, by on the all-new money bag. So what happens is, you go. it's a one-of-a-kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel, and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. 
All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Man, we had a huge week last week. Um, and again, we post our bets on our Patreon and the 49ersRush.com. Um, I'm, I'm doing a three-team teaser this week. There's no Thursday night football game, but I am doing a big three-game teaser, which I'm excited about. Um, you get plus 10 points on all three of these games. So whatever the spread is, you add 10 points to each one of them. Um, I'm taking the Texans plus nine against the Colts. That's going to be a very, very fun game. Um, the 49ers plus six against the Rams. I think our backups, our depth is better than theirs, and we're getting six points, and we're at home. I'm just saying. I'm excited about that. Plus, I think a lot of our starters will play, whereas they're like they've already said, Cups out, Kyron Williams out, Stafford's out, Donald's out, uh, the, Ernest, the, their linebackers. Like they've already taken out a lot of their guys. Even though I don't think Debo and Ayuk and those guys are going to play a lot, they'll play some. So I'm excited about that one. And then I'm taking the Packers, no Pro Bowlers, but a very solid team, plus seven um over there uh, over the bears so uh you know they win they guarantee they're in and so that that's why i'm taking them so teams that want something teams that mean something you can go bet with us over there mybookie.ag let's give away another uh tailgate um from the man himself jp appreciate you so much brother um here's the question again if you are not going to the tailgate, I'm going to ask you not to answer until the end. If you know the answer, just hold back. But if you're coming out to the game, or if you want to come out to the game, you want to tailgate with us, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We'll be over the blue lot, all-you-can-eat, drink, uh, great food, premium bar, mixed drinks, everything that you got, everything that you need, we got for you. Um, here we go. Here's the question. I'm excited about this. Here we go. Yeah, take number one and number two out of it. Um, that's Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. Who is the third leading tackler for the 49ers this season? So the third most tackles, not Fred Warner, not Dre Greenlaw. That's one, two. Who is number three for this 49ers defense on most tackles this season? First one that gets that in the chat. And again, my order is going to be a little bit different than yours. Um, they will receive a free tailgate package with us, uh, 49ers rush roadtrip.com. Go get your tickets. Um, and as those answers come in, I want to let you guys know we are working in the background on, you know, putting together a huge Super Bowl weekend, which I know there's going to be a lot of options. It's in Vegas this year, but we're wanting to put 49ers fans together in a safe, wonderful environment family friendly as always um and get some players out there i, I want to say the agents we've been working with but uh i gotta wait till we get a deal done so uh obviously that's dependent upon the 49ers making it there but just saying i'm just saying and the answers are in the correct answer oops sorry not vince i'm sorry it scrolled up the first one that came across on my feed was logan uh Characters, I think I said that right. Congratulations, Logan. Diamador Lenore is the correct answer. So, Logan, I'm going to need you to email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you added to the guest list and all that fun stuff. Uh, we'll go there. So, yeah, the correct answer, number one, is Fred Warner tackles two, Dre Greenlaw three, Demo, and then Charvarius Ward um, is about 15 tackles behind Demo for third place. Uh, sorry about that, Vince. That's my bad. And so, like, whenever I go to click on a comment, if somebody else makes a comment, the other ones uh, shoot up. And, Vince, you know I love you, brother. You know I love you, man. 
so shout out to Logan. Congratulations on that one. That is awesome. Um, let's see here. I want to make sure. Yeah, let's do this. We did a lot of Kyle Shanahan love, uh, which I, I, I enjoy that. And, you know, you know me, I'm a positive person. Or at least I'd like to think I am. Oh, dang it. Logan says, give it to the next. Vince. You coming out? You were number two. I teased you. Vince, you coming out? Let's give it to you. Let, let, let's make it happen. Uh, anytime I get to hang out with Vince, that's a good day. So Tom C. emailed me this, and I, I love this concept. And again, I don't want this to be like a negative spin. We're trying to balance all that. But uh, he, he asked me this. He said, you know, if you could have a conversation with Kyle and you could say one or two things, to Kyle to kind of add into his game plan or to remember or whatever. And you could take kind of a fun spin on this, or you could think of, you know, a little bit more practical game approach. Um, here are the two examples Tom gave me. He said, you know, make a sign of these so that he'd remember. Uh, these are Tom's comments, not mine. Number one, uh, quote, Kyle, don't panic and pass. Just run the ball. Uh, his second one, quote, empty sets equal interceptions, end quote. I freaking love that as well. Um, <laughs> so, uh, some of my ideas that I wish Kyle could incorporate a little bit more. And I know Kyle's better than me. I know Kyle knows more than me. I love that. He's our head coach. Doesn't mean that he's without criticism or I'm saying we shouldn't have Kyle. He's incredible. Um, mine would be, it's okay to run on third down. It's okay to run on third down. That is uh one that I wish we had one run last week. I think it was on third and six. And I was just like, I was jumping up and down out of the chair. I was going crazy. Um, another one I would have, don't forget Kittle. I wish uh, we would get the ball to Kittle more often, but you got so many options. And then my third one that I came up with is, quote, J.P. Mason can do that, end quote. Um, so those would be my three. So I'm curious if you guys have any that you would put out there as far as like things that you would really hope that Kyle Shanahan, um, you know, would if you could convince him to do something or say something to him or something like that right here, Bobo Kyle call timeout and try to score before the half. Oh, there we go. You know, and, and a lot of what Kyle will do is dependent upon if he's getting the ball in the second half or not. If the opposing team is going to get the ball in the second half, Kyle is not calling a timeout. He is trying to run that clock out because Kyle Shedahead does not want that team to score two times in a row. That like it is just burrowed in the back of his head, right? Um, so there we go. There we go. Uh East, I think he's got a comment in here. I missed, and I apologize if I did. Uh, let's see here. People want to know they could have won. There we go. Um, yeah, I get that. I get that. And so competition is key. You go out there and you fight for it. I love it. JP says, Congrats to Vince. Appreciate that, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. Um, let's see. Right here, Logan says, I'm gonna be disappointed. If we don't win the championship, you are every year, but definitely this year for sure. JP, Womack interception. Gosh, I hope so. Free Mason. Yes. Get Jordan Mason out there, man. Uh, hope Mason gets more carries than Mitchell. You know, it's funny because I was with Steph and Wayne, and they were talking about, like, if you could rest anybody. And part of me wanted to say Elijah Mitchell because, like, I want to have that backup option. I like Elijah Mitchell. But, man, just let Jordan Mason get 25 carries and just see what he does. That dude to have 130 yards. Easy. Easy. Right here. Would you run the ball more late in the game if we're behind? Not more late in the game, but you don't abandon the run. 
You never, ever abandon the freaking run. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling to it. I'm looking for it. You know, our, our main man right here, Kittle, why do we never abandon the run? And us being a one-dimensional football team isn't very good. You know, I, I gave that whole spill earlier about how Shanahan, everything's connected. When you take away the run or the threat of the run, 90% of Kyle Shanahan's playbook is out the damn window. It's what it is. And so you've got to be able to have the threat of a run to be there. And that's why I don't like the motion sets out to empty sets every now and then. If it's third and short, I don't mind it. But, like, I don't like it. I know Kyle would disagree with me, and he's smarter than I am. I'm just telling you, I'm watching the 49ers game, whether I'm at the stadium or at home, and I feel great. And then whenever it's an empty set and Brock's back there by himself with five offensive linemen, I'm just like, crap. Not that he's bad against the blitz. I don't think that he's great. He's the best against the blitz. But I'm just saying I hate that the linebackers and safeties don't have to respect the run at all. It drives me crazy. You look at the interceptions and all those, most of those come from there. Most of those come from there. Um, Right here, uh, off the hamster wheel. I like that tag. Kyle, get assistant to help playing from behind. 0-38, 8 cutting it. Yeah, that's huge. That's huge. So I like this. This is fun. Uh, Logan says, do you think Drake Jackson will be playing this week? No, I do not. Uh, you would have to cut somebody to bring Jake Jackson up because he's on IR. So Drake Jackson, not about the plans this this at all. Um, he is not. So uh, right here, Bobo says, I'd like to see a game where we passed only eight times like we did in 2019 versus Green Bay. Hey, man, we got the running backs for it. But, you know, I, I don't know if you want to give Christian McCaffrey the ball that many times, but we'll see. We'll see. This has been a fun show. I really hopefully you guys enjoyed this. I freaking love it. You know, I'm going to finish this show, load this on the audio platform. Then I'm going to go start breaking down some defensive film. But reminder tonight, Jerry Rice tier Zoom meeting. If you, we got a seven day free trial up on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon channel. So you can go sign up seven days for free. As soon as you sign up, you get access to the entire platform. Join us tonight. See if you like it. If you love it or don't like it, you can cancel right after. It costs you nothing. It's completely free, but just come hang out. I, I want to hear about you guys. Uh, what's on your mind with the 49ers? Plans for the Rams game, all that kind of stuff. We're going to have a good time tonight. So that's 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But that's going to do it for us today. Really appreciate you guys. You're the best. And as always, stay strong and faithful. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.